Hello, everyone. A warm welcome to each of the listeners here, wherever you are joining us from. We are so happy for this event this morning, really excited for what's in store. Uh, we have a very, very special guest today joining us, with us on backstage on the Bukosmia Room. Uh, for those who have just come in, I'm very happy to say that uh, this is backstage and audio platform for all of us to come out here and express ourselves. And you're here with Bukosmia, which is the leading creative platform for under 17s. Really happy to see you all. We'll uh, give all of our friends a few seconds to join in. Meanwhile, do get comfortable on the room and all our speakers. I can see them coming in all bright and early, uh, ready to join in. We'll wait for them. Um, yeah, so that's about it from us. So we'll come back to you in another 30 seconds or so. Thank you. All right, we'll wait for Shobha to join in. Meanwhile, I just want to say that uh, for a lot of us, I think Raja Ravi Verma represents the best of Indian art. But for many of the younger generation, they don't really know him. Some call him an artist extraordinaire, and most think he's the greatest painter India has ever produced. The son of a poet and a Sanskrit scholar, a little boy, who began his tryst with art on the walls and soon demolished boundaries with his stupendous artwork. The genius who humanized the depiction of Hindu pantheon and enabled them to travel beyond the surfaces of costly canvases and into the prayer and living rooms of working class homes. He is believed to have made around 7,000 paintings during his lifetime. His subjects give an identity to India. He portrayed people from different walks of life, caste and creed nobar. Right from Damianti, talking to a swan, Shakuntala, looking for Dushyanta, Nair lady adorning her hair, Shantanu, Matsyagandha. Over 150 years have passed by, but we still talk about these masterpieces, his techniques and usage of colors which laid the foundation of classical realism. Then why do our kids, who seem to be quite an expert in Harry Potter's and the Avengers series, know a Picasso or a Da Vinci, but even struggle to name this legendary artist or any Indian artist for that matter? <clears throat> that is a perception we want to change. And who better to lead that than the people who are in charge of the future? are bright youngsters between the ages of eight to 10 who are the shining beacons for the way forward. I'm really, really happy to welcome you all for this wonderful event. I'm Archana Mohan, co-founder of Bukosmia, and I'm so pleased that today we have with us the illustrious Shobha Tharoor Srinivasan with us. We are here to talk about her latest book, Prince with a Paintbrush, uh, the story of Raja Ravi Verma, which is published by Westland Imprint, Red Panda. Where Hello. do I start? Hello, Shobha. Welcome to the chat. Thank you so much. I'll let you complete your introduction before I jump in. Yeah, you know, they say that uh, you should always praise someone in front and behind their back. Am I right? That, that is the idiom, right? <laughs> it all depends on whether you're doing the praising or receiving the compliment, but yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, uh, Shobha, I would say that I don't think it's a praise or it's just something that we're saying to make you look good. I think you are fantastic. And a lot of us have followed your journey through the years uh, with the work you do, not just for writing, but as an advocate and a fundraiser for persons with uh, disabilities. For those who do not know, uh, Shobha is a Californian-based voiceover talent. She's a poet, a translator, an editor, and children's author. But she is so much more than that. A former nonprofit development professional, she has spent two decades as an advocate and fundraiser for persons with disabilities. She has been a storyteller, a communicator all her adult life, and she uses her passion to draw founders to programs where they can help other people and along with other pursuits like documentaries, educational and journalistic initiatives, audiobooks, and so much more. Her books have been published in India and the US with publishers such as the DC Mango Books, Tulika, Solstice Publishing, and Bharat Babies. Uh, some of you may be uh, aware of her books, which is in the alphabet, uh, you know, and one of our favorites, How Many Lines in a Limerick? We hope to hear more about that book as we go along. Uh, but for now, thank you, Shobha, for joining us. Uh, you, very much like uh, Raja Ravi Varma himself, are truly building a very special legacy with you, with your magnificent storytelling. And I know one person who will agree with me on that. Uh, that's Nidhi Mishra, our founder and CEO of Bookosmia. And I am Alumna who has pivoted from banking to entrepreneurship to help children feel heard. And as a passionate supporter of the arts, I'm sure she has a lot to say today. Over to you, Nidhi. Hi, hi everyone. Hi, Shobha. How has it been? Hello, I realize Nidhi. it's very late in the night for you. This is a new platform to join in. <laughs> very nice to see you Absolutely. here. Absolutely. I, I mean, I think <laughs> one of the one of the pluses of of um, launching a book with uh, with a with a new well, Westland's not a new publishing house, but Red yes. uh, Red Panda is, and I think we're we're I've been exposed to a lot of interesting formats of podcasts <laughs> and and now this this backstage forum that yes. I've, I've never really been part of so uh, it's interesting i just assumed we were going to do a video zoom call and somebody <laughs> asked me to talk to kids and then discovered along the week that this is a yeah. radio audio um, uh, format but yeah but it's fun <laughs> it's great i see a lot of names on this page that i'm looking at and uh and I'm delighted to hear from you, Archana, as well yes. as Nidhi. And and I think this this whole idea of bookosmia, the the fragrance of books in some ways, is is uh, or do you call it the taste of books? I think this fragrance, that's the yes. the smell of books, correct? Smell Isn't that books. what Oswald? Yeah, that's is? right. Smell um, of books. So yes, in a sense, it's the fragrance of of literature, the the way words um, imprint on our uh, psyches, on our imaginations, yes. in our hearts, uh, transport us when we can't move with our feet or get on a plane. Um, during lockdown, there's nothing more special than books. So uh, yes. wonderful that all of you um, <laughs> are doing so many interesting ways of keeping children engaged. Uh, thank, thank you for you. giving me an opportunity to talk about uh, Prince with a Paintbrush. Yeah, thanks so uh, much, Shobha. I think uh, I couldn't agree more. We have to kind of catch up uh, with this whole young audience so audio is the new thing <laughs> and uh, right. we also had to take to this uh, new platform um, audio rooms i do feel they're good in certain ways where the child is not under any performance pressure about how they're looking and how's the background but only the voice matters so i'm very very glad that they, there are so many cosmens i see here and uh, so many others as well so um, shobha it is amazing to have you here um, arshna read out your amazing bio. I'm, I'm glad that kids are getting exposed to uh, both authors as well as the kind of topics that you're talking about. So that's wonderful. Thank you. Um, Thank you. And um, I know when we were exchanging mails, um, we shared with you that Bukosma is a for kids by kids um, platform. We are one of the very few, I think, who do um, publish what children have to say. Um, and um, uh, that comes from, I think, the team um uh, feeling very strongly about uh, me as myself i know as a mother of two little girls as a founder of children's content um mm -hmm. very uh, strongly that while it's our job to provide great input and i think your book is an example of a great input 
two kids, but at the same time to pause for an output and see um, what should we feel about things rather than telling this is how you should feel about things. So that's oh, where Bukosmia started. And um, we're very happy to say that kids from around um, 115 locations worldwide from very tiny districts in India to its metros to say Barcelona, Dallas, everywhere, right into us. And we feel so good that they're choosing this platform as a place that um, they can be heard at. So that is the idea behind getting this interactive audience for you as well. Um, I know there are so many sessions that you've done with various people. So we'll but try honestly, to... But honestly, this is the first time I've done backstage. So uh, yes. you'll have to bear with me as I... Uh, I'm you're so doing just fine, Shobha. You're doing brilliantly. And, and, and uh, seeing hands raised and responding yes. to all of that. And instead, here yeah. I'm, I'm not looking at my phone. I have my AirPod on and I am, I'm just waiting for questions. <laughs> um, yes. uh, you've left things in a sort of free flow format so i'm not going to give a big bhashan about prince with a paintbrush i yeah. understand that most <laughs> of the children on this um, platform today have are familiar with the book or have they read the book is that something yes. that i yes okay. many of them, of them have them read the book them? and they may have okay. read a lot more in fact i know from <laughs> our own audience that uh, they've kind of made them well versed about the whole subject so arjuna over oh to God. you let's get this rolling um, and uh, before I do that, Arjuna herself is um, um, a very amazing author. She has won prizes for her writing at the Commonwealth level as well. She's the author of Yaksha. Oh, I, I do see um, a beautiful similarity in the book Yaksha that Arjuna had authored. And um, Shobha's uh, paint, um, Prince with a Paintbrush, mm -hmm. is about how uh, both the Yakshadana dance form and um, the painter in question here tried to uh -huh. break um, traditional stereotypes of um, access to gods and goddesses only to a certain um, segment of the society. So, uh, Ashna, I'm sure you'd be excited about finding that similarity. And let's roll with well, that's it. That's interesting. Um, I'm sorry yes. I'm not familiar with your book, Arjuna, but absolutely. I mean, Ravi Varma, I think, is noted also for the fact that uh, it's after he started his lithographic press made copies of the art that he had created of many gods and goddesses, that in many ways people were able to, to bring God home. And these were uh, very often homes where people did not have access to temples, et cetera. So, you know, it's- That is uh, so beautiful, it, yeah. And, and, and by, by producing so many copies of art, art no longer, uh, you know, was limited to, um, you know, art curators and, and uh, the wealthy who could be patrons of artists, but was actually accessible to all. So I, I, if your story is dealing with that, then yes, we're very, we have a lot of uh, parallels about an artist who broke with tradition as well as made his art accessible to everyone. Okay. So um, everybody out there, um, I tell my kids, uh, and I know it's true for all the kids in this generation, having access to an author whose book you're reading is amazing. It's something that you guys have, um, you know, available as an option with you. It was not there for us um, when we were growing up. <laughs> it couldn't be imagined. But I love that the world is becoming smaller and we have um, Shobha right here to talk to you about her book. Absolutely. So, I look forward Shnab. to answering questions of any children who have questions or responses Thank you, Shobha. to the book. Thank you so much, thank Shobha, you, and thank you, Nidhi. Uh, absolutely, you've made my day as well. And the day has just started. So this sounds amazing to all of us, and our youngsters are just waiting to come on in and fire the questions. I know, Shobha, you must have a lot of experience in answering the questions of veteran journalists, but this is going to be an absolute new experience for you also, I think, where our youngsters have absolutely no barriers, and I think that's what makes them beautiful. Um, and I certainly oh, hope I don't disappoint them. No, uh, no, you are fabulous, responses, But it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm certainly looking forward to it. For sure. Thank you, Shobha. And now we'll start with Prisha Moitra from Kolkata. She's a veteran Bukosmian. She writes a lot on a lot of subjects. Uh, over to you, Prisha. Hello, everyone. My name is Prisha Moitra. First, I would like to tell Shobha ma'am that I love every bit of the book she has written. It is packed with information about the life and work of Raja Ravi Verma, none of which I knew. The vivid illustrations on each page made the story come to life. 
But one thing that really stood out for me was the way that the story was narrated. How the little boy's thoughts and opinions are weaved with the facts about the artist's life and his paintings. For example, on page 7, the boy is saying that his that Raja Ravi Verma's parents seemed very nice since they were so understanding and forgiving of his art on the walls. And on page 13, where the boy is saying that it made complete sense to him that Ravi Verma liked to paint people precisely as they look. This made the story so much more interesting for me to read and remember as I could easily relate with what the child was saying. Ma'am, I have two questions. First, Please. yes ma'am, why did you choose to particularly write about Raja Ravi Verma and not any other Indian artist? Very good question, Krisha. First of all, thank you so much for, um, for your excellent review of the book, uh, your personal commentary, as well as Thanks the so fact long. that you enjoyed it. It makes me so happy. Every time I write a book, the pleasure in it is how it is received by young readers such as yourself. Um, I did frame this book <clears throat> having a, a, narr a narrator uh, sort of engaging, you know, so the book is framed from the perspective of a young eight-year-old. I had envisioned a little girl, um, and Raika has illustrated the narrator as a girl, but you're right, it could be a boy or a girl, it doesn't really matter. It is a young child wanting to discover about the artist, and so that's how the book has been framed. So I'm so glad you enjoyed that, and we particularly, because most young readers enjoy the sort of comic book bubble a description where the omniscient, where the writer has an opportunity to think aloud. We all the bubbles on the pages are, as you said, the 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 narrator thinking about it. For instance, on page eighteen, I suppose it's or I think you already mentioned that. I suppose it's just like the many versions that I've drawn of my sister, says the little narrator. So all of that is uh, is exactly as you observed. Now you asked why Ravi Verma. Why Ravi Varma? A couple of reasons. One is, um, I'll be honest with you, it's a little personal story. I grew up, um, uh, I'm, I'm a, my parents are originally from Kerala, Krisha, and um, every mm. summer when I was growing up, we used to go to Kerala uh, for the summer holidays uh, to my grandmother's home, which was the large uh, place. It was a, it's, it's what we call a Taravad, which is an ancestral home where family members gather and, the, you know, all of us used to come, cousins and everybody, and gather together in the summer. And I'd spend, you know, a month, a month and a half there every summer. And one of the things I remember so distinctly, and I, I remembered this even when I started writing the book, was that we had these paintings where they were actually prints, you know, they were just lithographic prints, not original paintings, but all these images from the Ramayana and the Mahabharata up on the wall. It wasn't so much some of the other art that you see in this book, but a lot from from the Puranas and the epics on the wall. And I remember those those paintings were springboards in some ways to storytelling sessions, first from my grandmother when she was, you know, when there were fewer mouths to feed, in other words, there were fewer visitors, she would engage and tell us stories and later became my older aunts who would tell us stories. But they would start with those stories by looking at the pictures and talking to us. So for instance, there's a picture of Jatayu Vad in this book. That was on the wall over there as well. And so we could hear the story of, of from the Ramayana. And so I always remembered Rajaravi Varma and of course, I understand that, you know, I'm of a different generation and, you know, I would need to introduce it to my children and grandchildren. But we, if my generation, were quite familiar with Ravi Varma because we even had pictures or paintings or rather prints of, of gods in our puja rooms that were Ravi Varma paintings. So he was very much part of our consciousness as a Malayali artist. Uh, but more than that, he appealed to me the more I read about him and decided I wanted to write the story for a couple of reasons. Um, he made art accessible to everyone, and we talked about that briefly. His art is, people don't even realize it, but his art has informed even, you know, Amar Chitrakatha's style of painting. His uh, Dada Saheb Falke, who was considered one of the gurus mm. of the Bollywood film industry, was actually somebody who as a young man had worked in this printing press. And a lot of the lithographs he saw inspired his own sort of 
creative, you know, the Bollywood posters of old times, if you, I mean, your parents might tell you about them. They're very, very much like a lot of them, the vibrancy, the realism is all very much like Ravi Varma painting. So actually Ravi Varma has, has informed mm. a lot of art and culture throughout the country, but a lot of people don't know whose work that is. And so it was time I thought to bring it back into the forefront to share one of our greatest artists uh, with the world and with youngsters today, because you know, what you know today, you will share with your own youngsters someday in the future. I hope I've answered um, your question. Was yes, there a second part have... to it? Okay. Yes, ma'am, I have one Thank more you. question. Yes, ma'am, I love to write, I love to write, yeah. but sometimes when I put down my thoughts on pen and paper, they all seem jumbled up, sometimes even unrelated to the topic I've selected for writing. Ma'am, can you give me a few tips for effective writing? Oh, that's very sweet of you. Well, you know, jumbled up is perfectly fine. There is no, um, you know, if you read, I think Ruskin Bond wrote a book called How to Be a Writer recently, because when I was in India, people were talking about it. There isn't really a right way or a wrong way to write. Uh, especially at your age when you're sitting down to write. If you have something you want to think about and you want to put it down, you know, those jumbles are like little pockets of information that can all be pulled together into the story at some point. So instead of being critical of your own particular creative skill, just sit down and write. It helps sometimes to have prompts to do the writing. So I teach a, a, a class on poetry and we do, we just bring a whole bunch of words together sometimes and see, can we make this into a poem? So similarly, when you're writing a storybook, if you have different ideas, put them on a piece of paper, write them out on that page and then say, okay, where can I pull from each of these thoughts to maybe come up with some kind of idea or thesis? So that's like a game. It's a lot of a wonderful word game or a wonderful creative writing exercise. Give it a shot and see. Don't don't think that there's only one way of doing something. I hope I was helpful. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for your tips. Thank you for asking such astute questions. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Krisha, for those lovely questions. I think especially your second question was something that a lot of us here on the chat, and I'm not talking about the children alone, uh, I think a lot of us wanted to ask that to Shobha, and I'm, I'm so glad that you did that for all of us. And thank you, Shobha, for that amazing observation. Uh, and uh, the Ruskin Bond book is something we all recommend here. So yeah, if you haven't, do check that book out. Thank you for that, Prisha. It was lovely to hear from you. Uh, we'll now ask uh, Navunir Bhattacharya from Kolkata. Uh, to unmute and speak. And if you look at his profile picture, he has the, your book on his profile picture, Shobha. I love oh, that. Wow, I should look at the picture. <laughs> Let me look at that. Oh, how special is that? That's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Come on in uh, now, Anir. Tell us about yourself and tell us about the book, your thoughts. Yes. Uh, greetings to all. I am Navani Bhattacharya from Kolkata and my school is Brilla High. So now I'm going to first express my view about this book. Uh, Shobha ma'am, the whole book was really remarkable, but the best thing in the book was the more cool facts about Raja Ravi Ma. That gives a lot of information about him. You know ma'am, when I received the book, I was immensely impressed by the vibrant color of the book. It's so colorful, that it really made the book very eye-catching. The striking cover page with Raja Ravi Verma's image was really remarkable. And no one really can miss the remark by the author Manupillai, which is in the first page. Over here it says, delightful, charming book on one of Indian's most charismatic painters from the pen of an equally delightful and charming children's writer. And then I indeed like the idea of replacing the small eyes in the word paintbrush with the actual uh, picture of a paintbrush. That was very creative for the illustrator. I believe it's a girl who is saying the story in the first person speaks she and her mother together are exploring 
Roger of Verma's life. So the funny trivia by the girls made me feel as if I am thinking those things. Uh, first, when I was uh, first when I even heard of the book, I it was a biography of a painter. So I thought it would be a bit serious. But surprisingly, when I took it up in my hands and started to read from the first page, it gave me a feeling it would be a bit funny and uh, a bit childish. <laughs> <laughs> I went through a lot of emotions when I went through it. I felt proud by his so many achievements. He's really the father of modern art and we Indians should also be proud that uh, people who are artists from the Indian culture have won so many achievements. I feel happy when I come across the fact that Raja Ravi Verma started the lithography press to make copies of his own paintings so that anyone can afford to buy those paintings and worship them. I also felt sad when I got to know that the printing press gone burnt. Really, it's a great loss for Raja Ravi Verma. By reading the book, one thing struck my mind that perhaps Raja Ravi Verma used the real life models to make the portraits of gods and goddesses so that people start believing that they are very close to us. Ma'am, thank you very much for gifting us such a treasure. Ma'am, uh, I have a few questions in my mind. If I am allowed, I would like to ask them. Well, after that brilliant analysis and observation, <laughs> that was I, amazing. How can I? How can I say no, young man? I would like to answer your question. The Hindu, you are know you as much about the book as I do. Huh? I said the Hindu this newspaper. Are you watching? We have a art journalist here. Full page right review here. here. <laughs> An art oh, really? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yes, it's wonderful and delightful, and absolutely, he is. Uh, Thank you, ma'am. Please go ahead and ask your question. Uh, yes, ma'am. I actually have three questions. My okay. first question is, in the book, it is written that when young Ravi Verma used to paint on the walls, noticing his skill, his uncle Raja Raja Verma took him to the court of the Maharaja of Travancore so that right. he can excel in his talent. Again, in page 35 and page 29, it is written that his brother, Raja Raja Verma, helped him in artistic talents. So is it exactly. like his uncle and his brother both had the same name? Absolutely it is, believe it or not. I guess they were not as imaginative and, and clever as you are, young man, uh, because uh, we have about three Raja Raja Vermas. We also have more than one Mangala Bai. Um, in fact, I was told after I published this book that uh, his own wife, Ravi Verma's wife's other name was Mangala Bais and not the name that I had I had uh, researched and found for her. So they had a, a lot of, in fact, not just the brother, Ravi Verma's own uh, son is also Rama, Rama Verma. So there's always Raja Verma, Rama Verma, yes, there's many yes, of them yes. are, so you you it wasn't a misprint. Uh, he they were both Raja Raja Varma, the uncle as well as the brother. Okay. Uh, okay. So that question is answered. Um, Thanks, Navoni. I think yes, that question was thank on all our minds. Yeah. And, <laughs> thank, thank you for hearing this out. Not at all. I wanted to just comment a little bit on the fact that you noticed the cool facts about Ravi Varma at the back. It's something that I was so excited to write because I think it's. It really makes the book a lot of fun for people and for readers. Yes, I do. And in the last and thing I that, you. that really attracted me was the small trivia which said, perhaps Ravi Verma knew that all work and no play makes Ravi a dull boy. <laughs> I'm so glad you enjoyed that. Yes, I, I had to work with the illustrator and 
the publisher we suggested, can we bring in some of these little reflections on the fun facts page as well? And it worked out perfectly. Um, you know, you, you commended yes, the artwork and the cover, and I really am I'm very impressed and I'm grateful to you for noticing it. I think this is a beautifully produced book, and I give full marks to the publishers for doing that. And then, of course, the illustrator, Raika Sen, has done an outstanding job of, right. of you know, keeping with the spirit as she's, she's drawn a girl. You know, she's got, she's drawn a character with character. And that makes it so much right. more appealing to children when you pick it up, um, when you pick up the book. So, you know, she's really worked with my text in the most amazing way. And she's allowed, you know, we didn't want the art to get in the way of the original artist's work, which is, you know, imprinted on the pages. And so she sort of weaves takes from the art to illustrate the book as well, which is which is really brilliant. So um, I am grateful that I had someone so wonderful to support me in the yes, writing of this book in terms of illustration. So thank you. Thank you, Navuneer. And uh, that was wonderful. We are having so much time with this. Navuneer, we encourage you to put your questions on the chat as well uh, so that all of our speakers get a chance to ask their questions. Thank you so much for your lovely sure, questions, sure. Navuneer. It was really a pleasure to listen to you. And we've already said that you probably have a job waiting for you as an art critic uh, in the future. <laughs> All right. All the best, Navani. Thank you for or joining a book us. Review, uh, a book review or an art critic. He could be anything he wants to. Uh, thank you, Navani. Thank you, ma'am. All right. Thank you, Navani. Uh, we'll now go to uh, Dhruva. So Dhruva from Bangalore. Please uh, go ahead and unmute yourself. Tell us about yourself and the book. Go ahead, Dhruva. Hello everyone, my name is Dhruva Shrikant from, from Bangalore and I really like the book. Yes, Dhruva? Dhruva, do you want to talk about one particular aspect yeah. of the book that you like the most before you shoot your question? Uh, yes. I really like the fun facts page also. And then the That's speech great. bubbles also, they were very interesting. Wow, so good to see that the fun facts Thank are a you. huge hit with the kids. I think that's the best way to get real information across. And clearly it's working. So that's wonderful. Do you wonderful. have a question, Trova? And one more que question. When, when, when the teacher asked the children if they had... If they knew any artist, yes. why didn't why didn't the girl directly raise her hand and not not wait until they asked for an the teacher asked for an Indian artist? Uh well, the the teacher initially started out by saying if anybody could name a famous artist, right? So she immediately raised her hand because Van Gogh, Vincent Van Gogh, is a famous artist. So she raised her hand and remembered the uh, starry no, skies. No, I meant, why didn't why didn't the boy actually raise, why didn't the person who said Raja Ravi Verma raise his hand before the, before the teacher? Oh, I see. Well, sometimes children are a little shy. Maybe, maybe the other, the other, the narrators, you know, who, who raised hand was just quicker to the button, as they say. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's a good question, but, uh, you know, it's it it all depends on whose eyes, you know, whose hand was seen by the teacher as well, perhaps. Yes. First, that happens sometimes, isn't it? Yes. We all try to get a word in, but the teacher yeah. happens to notice notice one one child over the other. Yeah. All right. Great. Thanks, Dhruva. I think uh, one important uh, part um, that that particular page reflected is how all of us would have struggled for the name of an Indian artist, right? Um, and now that we have read the book, we know of one, uh, but it is still an area which needs a lot of, um, you know, further research because after Raja Ravi Verma, do we know another Indian artist or not, right? So um, it kind of underlines the problem that we don't know so much about our own people uh, amazing great artists so close um, you know physically True. in the same country but we kind of know a lot more about others and um, a great way to fill that gap is to talk more about people who are doing well here as well and keep tuned into that so thanks for yes, picking absolutely. that point up. 
Yes, very good point. And in fact, that is definitely a, a reason why the book was written. I had uh, four other book ideas about artists as well, but now I've I've been diverted into doing other projects with publishers. But, uh, you know, it takes a lot to produce a book, a children's art. It, this is almost like an art book, right? The, the paintings are in the public domain in the case of Raj Ravi Varma. But if we were to come up with a newer artist or a contemporary Indian artist, it would be harder to do to be able to represent the art in a children's book. We would have to get permission from estates or from families or from trusts or from the artists themselves. Uh, but but I, but it is important. It is important for us to see what we have at home. As they say, uh, you know, I remember that saying when I was growing <laughs> up. And it's, it's you know, yeah. we're always looking for, for you know, it's most of us, I mean, it's, it's, it's everywhere in the world. There's the sort of aspirational need to want to know about other places, but sometimes it's good to just look within yourselves or within your own um, environment, as well as your own country for the talent that exists, because there is a lot of it. Yes, and I think Shobha, this book, what you started with it, uh, spreading awareness about uh, our own Indian uh, great artists, I think it totally begs a sequel. So I know you lined out all the difficulties <laughs> which are there, but you're starting something like a movement. So we would love to see. I'm I've sure been all asked the kids by a lot of people actually during interviews. Uh, yeah, they want to they want to see Yamini Roy and a whole bunch of other artists. Absolutely. But... We will one of these days. One of these days, we should. Red Panda should be listening. I don't know who they are. <laughs> I think it costs them a lot of money to bring out an art, a book like this versus a storybook. Right. Uh, you already have some suggestions, Shoba, for you on the chat. So do have a look. I'm mm. so glad you guys are firing up uh, the chat. And for all of you who've joined us, so glad that you're here today. Uh, let's just quickly do one quiz question to see how much we know Raja Ravi Varma. There is a crater on a certain planet that's named after him. All right. What planet am I speaking about? Put it in the chat and we will discuss next round. All right. Thank you so much for that, uh, Dhruva. Lovely to hear from you. We'll now go to Adya Mishra Rao from Bangalore. Adia, Hello, Adia. my name is Adya and I am eight years old. I like I liked Hello, the Adia. paintings which Ravi Varma had painted. They looked really real. But I liked the girl also a lot. She was just like me. She's also my age, I think. And my question is, how do you know so much about Raja Ravi Varma? <laughs> well, I told you the story of, of, of hearing, of, of seeing some of his art or rather representations of his art on the walls of my grandmother's house. And um, and then I, because I liked a lot of the Nair women paintings and the Kerala women, I bought some of those paintings when I first came to America. Not paintings, sorry, I bought the prints of the art uh, home with me to America so that my own children would be exposed to Ravi Varma and be able to recognize a Ravi Varma painting. So my, I was always interested because of, the fact that I had been exposed to this art when I was a child. Um, in terms of knowing more in uh, you know, specific details, uh, I had to obviously do research. I researched on the internet, I read articles, I read excerpts of stories written about him, I read an interview with a, with a, with a relative, um, I spoke to people from the Rajaravi Varma Foundation, so um, there's enough information out there. And, and this is not a scholarly book or a, or a historical book. It is an illustrated biography. So obviously it needed to be authentic and historically correct in terms of facts and dates and numbers. But my main interest was in framing a story about an artist in a way that appeals to children so that you know it informs their own art and their own creative process, but they also learn something about a very special man. So that's that was the approach in terms of learning. So have the question: How do did Ravi Varma's paintings go in the Mysore Palace? I've seen his paintings there. How wonderful! So you know, some of these. I'm, it's a question that I don't really know the answer to. Where how? the art was distributed in different places. I know Lakshmi Vilas Palace in 
Baroda has a lot of his art. I'm sure the Mysore Palace has a lot of his art. I know the the Travancore, I mean the the palace in Trivandrum that I've visited, I've seen a number of original art. Then there are also public private collectors who own a lot of art. So if you if you notice in the beginning of the book, there's a little um, stuck page that talks about where some of these, uh, you know, the art that's represented in this book, it tells you where you could find some of them. Uh, it, there's a little sticker that we've put that indicates, um, I'm just trying to think, there comes Papa is in the Travancore Royal Family Palace in Kauriar, something else is in Baroda, uh, somewhere there's one in the Madhavan Nair Foundation in Kochi. So, um, you know, there are private collectors, there are, um, there are, um, some of it may have been gifted or given or granted or purchased by the museum. So I really, I don't really know the answer to your question, but it's wonderful that you had an opportunity to see, a, you know, a real, uh, a, what do you call a, the, the original art in the Mysore Palace. So that's fantastic on the Mysore Museum. Um, very exciting. I, I believe the Jatayu Vad painting, I'm trying to remember where it is, but they said that if you looked, I have not seen that, the original painting, but the original painting is so incredible. I believe you can almost see the drop of blood after he cuts Jatayu's wing. And there's this red drop that's dropping, you know, that's the extent of the realism of the painting. Uh, it's supposed to be really quite remarkable. So when you all go out on your visits to museums and to palaces, please look out for some Ravi Rama art. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Adya. That was uh, beautiful. And uh, I loved your second question. I think, uh, Shobha, I have actually gone through yes. the book so many times, but the kind of uh, questions that these people have brought, it never even entered my head. You know, that's, I think... Actually, you're absolutely yeah. right. In fact, I was particularly excited when you said that this is a platform for children, by children, and that the children will be asking me questions because you won't believe it. They've done better in some ways, and I hope not too many journalists are listening, than many of the interview questions I've had, which are from the <laughs> from different newspapers, whereas all of these children have come up with something new. Kudos to you, young people. Wow, there you heard it from Shobha Tharoor Srinivasan herself. I think she, you have made all of our days, Shobha. Thank you for that lovely <laughs> comment. Uh, and I had asked you a question in the last, uh, before the question was, what is the name of the planet on which there's a crater named after Raja Ravi Verma? And you guys have just fired it up on the chat. All of you got that right. The answer is Mercury. And it was adopted on June 18, 2016. So well done, all of you. Uh, love that. Uh, now I want to ask. No, Ajahn, nobody seemed to have got that wrong. So they've really I gobbled know. up everything <laughs> in the book. And I think it served its purpose because now they know so much about uh, Raja Ravi Verma and every little bit about it. So that's wonderful. That, that is such a valid yeah. point, Nidhi. I think uh, the thing with this book is it isn't ending. You know, the end isn't the end. When you finish the last page, you want to know more about Raja Ravi Verma. And I think that is. Uh, the absolute Thank beautiful you. thing about the book. Children are not just putting it down. They are going to Wikipedia. They are asking their parents. And now in the lockdown, all of us parents are having our kids asking, can we please go and see Raja Ravi Mara's paintings? I'm like, do an online tour. You know, that's the best we can do <laughs> at the moment. Uh, but this is... Well, so I want to do a little plug, if I may, because sure. this is so exciting that you said that. And if any of you should have the opportunity to pick up any of my other books, that is part of my sort of signature mark, is that every book uh, is for many ages, as they say, it starts, even if it looks like a picture book, which usually people think is for preschoolers, that's not true. All of the books uh, are books that can, you can, you know, if you're very little, someone can read to you, but when you're older, you can read to yourself. And if you're an adult, you can explore further and learn more about it. My book called Indie Alphabet sounds like a little children's alphabet book, but you know, it's got literature and the poetry that I've written. It's got geography and the uh, pointers of the map, uh, which shows you which part of India we're going to. And at every page has a fun fact at the bottom so you can explore further about, you know, when we talk about Kolkata, 
what is Howrah Bridge, you know, how many cars go on it every day, what is a cantilever bridge, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, that is the whole sort of thrust of my writing style is that I definitely want the book to be interesting, engaging, entertaining, but there's always a little bit of an educational element to it. So just wanted to say that. That's so you know a little a bit fantastic more about Shobha. me as a writer. Yes, uh, we did check that book out as well. And uh, I'm really looking forward to getting a copy and then seeing how kids also uh, would find it very exciting, I'm pretty sure. And like you said, not just kids. I think every good piece of content appeals to all age groups and especially children's books, um, you know, where we also want to know what a child is reading. Um, It's so educative. So it appeals to both parents, both kids. Uh, It it works beautifully. So yeah, we definitely want to check out that book. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you will. We certainly will, Shobha. I'll now ask Arnav, Arnav Prasanna from Bangalore to, mute, uh, to please unmute and speak. Hi, everyone. My name is Arnav and I'm 10 years old. Hello, Shobha, ma'am. Hello. I'm so happy to get this opportunity to speak with you. I read that you're in California. What is the I time? It is 10.46 p.m., which means it's 11.15 in India, isn't it? Yes. Because at this time of the year, you are 12 and a half hours ahead of us. Yes. Okay, I think it is past your bedtime. Thank you for still (laughs) talking to us. Oh, it was entirely my pleasure. I've so enjoyed listening to your questions, all of you. um, Gosh. Really, I mean, it's, uh, I think children certainly keep adults on their toes. And that's, that's the best thing that you can have if you want to continue to be productive and creative, isn't it, Archana? Absolutely, Shubham. Yes. Well done. Yeah, go ahead, yeah. Uh, Anuf. Actually, I had no idea about Raja Ravi Varma before this book. Two years back, I visited the Fort St. George Museum in Chennai where some paintings of Rajavari Varma's paintings are there. But at that time, I was more interested in the museum snack shop. (laughs) I can understand that too. I understood about his great talent. I felt happy that Rajavari Varma did so well with his art. But also, he had something sad happened for him. He got married early and he painted for almost nine years and had to take care of his whole family. Also, his press caught fire. But the best part is he continued painting. That's a valuable lesson. The story is written so nicely and illustrations are also very nice. I have a question for Shobha, ma'am. Please, go ahead. On the first page you wrote, This book is for my mother, Lily, who wished that you would become a painter, a potter and a poet, all three. Were you able to (laughs) achieve these dreams? (laughs) Oh, that's, uh, you know, I have done some pottery. That is true. I did uh, when my kids were little and I, uh, you know, I'd, I'd get away on the weekends to do something creative. I have made some parts. I've done it in college as well. I did do some painting, believe it or not. I have I've painted a lot of oil paintings of India for my own home. It's not for uh, public consumption. It was, uh, it was I, I started painting when I was expecting my daughter and uh, I used to look at photographs I'd taken of my visits to India and I would paint from those. And um, so, yes, I have. And poetry is something that I was always interested in. And yes, a lot of my children's books are actually written in verse. So thank you. But yes, I was, this was also teasing my mother a little because whatever I do, my mother would say, oh, but I thought you would do that. You know, I thought you could do something else. So we were sort of teasing her in this. I wanted to dedicate the book to her, but also suggest to her that you wanted me to do everything, mama. But see here, I've tried to do something. Thank you, ma'am. That was awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Shobha, for sharing that. I think it's such a key requirement to really feel close to your author with all these uh, personal anecdotes. I think they make all the difference. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, when you're getting ready for bed, I think some of the anecdotes are 
you know, particularly reflected. <laughs> is that when you write, Shobha? Actually, you know, I do do a lot of writing at night. Um, I am better in the in the late hours of the day than I am very early in the morning. I remember my father used to always tell me I should get up early and work in the sun, you know, in good sunlight. But somehow I've just got into the habit of of having my quiet time. I think as a when I was a mother too, you know, you had to wait till the children had gone to bed and all of that before you could do the things you needed to do. So I just got became a habit, and and uh, and now I'm more used to doing my sort of personal writing in the evening, uh, evening hours after dinner rather than before. But, you know, it's changing. I have I don't have children in the house anymore, so I can actually write when I want to, except life always intervenes. One is so busy. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing that, Shobha. I think a lot of us are night owls over here. Not the kids. You didn't listen to that. <laughs> Your parents go to sleep at 10. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Arna, for that uh, lovely anecdote uh, from your life. Uh, we'll now go to Siona Guha from Hyderabad. Uh, Siona, go ahead. Um, now can you hear me? Yes, Siona, go ahead. Um, yes, good morning. My name is Siona. I'm from Hyderabad and I'm 10 years old. Thank you, Bukosmina, for sending me this book. I really enjoyed reading it. I really love the illustrations and how the book is narrated in a very interesting way. By far, this is one of the most colorful books I've read. One thing I also liked was the thoughts and opinions of that little girl because most of them I could relate to. It's funny and made me laugh a lot. I also have one question. Actually, two questions for now. Yes. Um, yes, the one is that I was really curious about their little girl's thoughts and opinions that showed up in the middle of the book. You said that you also saw the many paintings of Radha Rani Verma when you were young. Did you also get those thoughts and opinions when you were uh, seeing the paintings for the first time or did you get them now while writing the book? Uh, very good question, Sarana. I, I would say that I most of the questions that are in these little thought bubbles were questions that that occurred to me that children would want to ask. And it, so they came to me while I was writing the book. When I was a child, the art that I saw um, was not informed by much knowledge about the artist. I was hearing the stories from the Ramayana and looking at the pictures and sort of seeing how realistically it was portraying the stories. Uh, I wasn't, I didn't really know much about Ravi Varma, other than the fact that he was from a village called Gilimanur in Kerala. Whereas, you know, when I researched the book and knew more that he got married at 18, that his wife was 12, that he used to paint when he was a child, you know, that kind of information helped me to come up with the thoughts of the narrator in this book. So, no, they were not necessarily things I think I thought about when I was a child. Uh, Siona, I think that's such a brilliant question. Uh, Shobha, one thing that totally stood out for me as well when I was reading the book were all these observations that could come through the girl. Um, right. uh, one uh, was about okay. how Raja Ravi Verma would wake up really early in the morning and keep working till five in the evening. And while right. most people would just process it as information, I could see even my daughter asking and completely portrayed in that um, child that then who was managing the housework? And there is a exactly. note that says that um, wife and kids must have, you know, uh, supported a lot. And I think those are the kind of questions which really make a difference. Uh, not just reading Thank it you. like one information booklet, but uh, being able to observe well, and understand you know, it from today. Yeah. Thank you. And, you know, I'm really delighted that a lot of the things that I, I, I genuinely chose to, I deliberately uh, put into the book because I wanted children to feel themselves in the pages of the book. I wanted the questions to be questions that they would think of asking. And I also wanted to reflect that, you know, even sometimes the the whole sort of luxury of being creative sometimes comes on the backs of other people or or that you need support. It doesn't necessarily have to be on Absolutely. the backs of staff or others, but, you know, to be able to do almost anything in life, we do need a little bit of creative spirit, but we need that support. I mean, he was, uh, Ravi Varma, I always say, was an incredible um, emissary and a representative of nationalism in some ways in India, because he tra even though he came from a southern state, he traveled all over India at a time when travel was not easy. And 
you know, his art traveled to other parts of the world. So India was on the map in other parts of the world. So in many ways, he was, you know, he was like a diplomat without traveling abroad. And this was a time, you know, no trains and planes and all of that. But also he was fortunate enough to have the resources to travel. You know, he had, as I said, he went, his first temple was, I mean, his first visit to Muga, was to Mugambika Temple. I think I say that in the fun facts. And he traveled with a cook or a chef so that he, was, he didn't have yeah. to do without his food. So, you know, all of that makes life a little bit easier too. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. just highlighting that, you know, that artist's success was not standalone. It's not in isolation you can look at it. That entire ecosystem was in place. So many things fell in place for him. Like there's this other point exactly. in the book where you talk about exactly. uh, how his sister and brother were also very talented, but they couldn't um, get the same fame. They didn't that. get a chance. Exactly. Yeah. So it was exactly. beautifully, um, I think it covered all aspects and not just kind of glorifying only one part about how he was uh, Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that that it was those aspects were recognized and, and that children have enjoyed it as well. And, and, and so I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I also have one more question. Sure. Um, we will be wrapping that, up in five minutes, right? Um, you said that you have a lot of other Indian uh, artists in mind you may write about. What artists would you like us to know about and may write, my, you may write about in the future? Well, I haven't signed any contracts to write any new artist books because I've got something else. I mean, I've got a few other four books in the pipeline that are not. But I had originally, when I thought of Ravi Varma, was looking at artists whose art is in the public domain. What that means is that the art is, you can download it from the internet. It's available to anybody without having to go to get licensing and permission from places. So I had thought that at that time, when I thought of Ravi Varma, I was thinking of um, Abhinandranath Tagore, who is Rabindranath Tagore's brother. Uh, he was an artist and I had seen some of his art uh, in books. And so I had imagined that I would write a story about him. I, we were, I was considering Jamini Roy as well because I really like a lot of the art and I grew up in Calcutta. I went to school in Kolkata. So, you know, I had seen a lot of that art in people's homes. And um, I, uh, uh, it, he's sort of on the cusp of being in the public domain, but I think the art is now, by now, probably in the public domain. So that was another opportunity. Um, we're related to the artist uh, uh, by marriage to Anjali Ella Menon, the well-known artist who's a contemporary artist today. And I thought at some point when we get to a really modern series of the contemporary artists, you know, I will start with an artist like that who will be easy to approach and ask her if she wouldn't mind sharing some of her art in a story. Um, so those were the, the people that I was thinking about. Thank, Thank you, you Siona, for that wonderful question. We still have uh, about three youngsters, so let's uh, quickly have them ask because they've been waiting. Uh, we'll go to I think, uh, Arjuna, let's just uh, try to make it rapid, rapid fire, okay, all of you, because I'm conscious yeah. we are holding back uh, right, Shoba right. for longer. And I see so many questions in the chat as well. Don't worry, we are going to um, just put your questions in there. We will try to park it with Shoba even after the call if it is. Yeah, okay, so keep shooting them in. Send it to me <laughs> as an email or something. We'll Absolutely, yes. Right. <laughs> all right, go on. Thank you. Arjun, over to you. Let's Let's keep it short. All right, go ahead, Arjun. Hello everyone, my name is Arjun. I have a question about um, Damayanti. Damayanti? You mean yeah. the, the, the story Nala Damayanti? Yeah. I, I hope I can, I, I haven't read that story in a while, so I don't know if I can answer the question. All right, Arjun, what uh, we'll do is uh, we'll ask uh, Shobha to maybe have a look at uh, that and she will write to us what she feels. I yeah. think, you know, there are Amar Chatra Katha books about Nala Damayanti, so you should be able to find it quite easily. Then why did Raja Ravi Verma paint it? So he painted a lot of stories, I mean, art... He did a, he he painted he began by painting portraits of of well known um, uh, figures in you know courtiers and princes and maharajas and and maharanis and all of that. Then he went into a series of art that was all of, from the Puranas and the Ramayana and the Mahabharata and the epics. And so these are all stories that come from Indian 
you know, mythology. And so that's why he painted them. He painted many realistic scenes uh, from these stories. And if you put them all together, you can almost see the story unfold. So he painted because it interested him. He, he wanted to share uh, stories, Indian stories with, with Indians, um, you know, I mean, to make art interesting to everybody, uh, tell stories about what we have to share. And, you know, this was at the time when the British were still in India. And, you know, they, I think there was a, a need within the national spirit to want to do something that was very specifically Indian. And, uh, this was his way of representing that, I suppose. Thank you, Shobha. And thank you, Arjun, for that fantastic question. You've made a lot of us think and uh, find out the answers. So that was really good, Arjun. Uh, we'll go to Vedika. Uh, Vedika, please go ahead and ask Thank questions. you, ma'am. You're welcome. Hello, everyone. My name is Vedika. Uh, I'm from Bangalore. I'm 10 years old. I, I really like the book. Uh, Shobha ma'am. It was very nice. Uh, the, the girl and the bubbles were very relatable and uh, I really like the book and the illustrations a lot. Uh, I have a question. Ma'am, uh, why do you think uh, uh, Rabindra, I mean, uh, uh, Raja Ravi Varma painted only women at the first place? So he didn't paint only women. If you see even this book, I've tried to represent some of his paintings of artists, I mean, of, of, of well-known men. He's done, uh, he's done a painting, uh, well, okay, let's go back to it this way. Why did he only paint women? Because women were beautiful and he liked to represent them. But he has painted many paintings of men. There was a portrait of Maharaja Sayaji uh, Rao uh, of Baroda that's in the book. There's a painting of a bishop in uh, Padmala and Kerala in the book. Uh, there's, of course, the Jatayuvad and the Krishna and, you know, from mythology. Many of those stories obviously had a male character in those stories as well. So the paintings were not only of women, but he began perhaps because he, in fact, they say that Ravi Varma uh, helped, you know, create an, an excitement about the sari, where people who discovered Ravi Varma paintings found... Uh, sort of a resurgence of interest in, in the sari as an outing, as an outfit, because he has done so many beautiful paintings of so many different fabrics and saris from all over India. And, and he's done it in such a realistic manner where you can see the folds of the saris, you can see the variety, you can see the jewelry with in certain regions of India. So, you know, uh, if you look at that last painting, which is called Galaxy of, um, I, I don't know if that was my last painting, but there's a something called Galaxy of Musicians. All yes. of the women are wearing very different painting. I mean, very different saris. They're dressed in distinctive parts of, you know, they, they represent different parts of India, different instruments and different clothing, different jewelry. But he's so authentic, like the Kerala women, like, that green necklace that's on the neck of the of the Kerala woman is a very typical Kerala piece of jewelry. If you look at some others, you know the nose rings, etc. It's very typical of that region. So it's it's he's really very. Um, I mean, he is considered a master of uh, European realism, but with Indian representation, which is really quite remarkable. Thank you, Shobha. Okay, ma'am. And uh, thank you uh, for that lovely question, Vedika. We'll now come to our end of the session. And I know all of you have wonderful questions. Pearl uh, from Sharjah has put in some beautiful questions. And Shobha, I hope that uh, you can go through them when you have the time and tell our youngster more about that. Sure. Tell me if there's a way to sort of download them from your platform or send them sure. to me. Sure. Will, we will uh, make yes, we'll share know. them with yeah. you. Yes, yes please do uh, Before we end, Thank I just you. want to say that you, while you've written a book on limericks, uh, that excited a lot of our kids who love limericks too. And we have Harshika Agarwal, who is really keen on sharing a couple of limericks with your permission, Shobha. Sure, sure. As we wrap up. And, you know, that's Hello, another everyone. book that my is fun. Hello, everyone. My name is Harshika Agarwal. I study in class three. Yes, Harshika. And Go ahead, I Harshika. To thank Bukosnia for giving me as a speaker. He went to a haunted house and stepped onto a big fat mouse. He bumped into a scary witch who had a curious bitch. He was still waiting for his house. Number two. 
I went into a pumpkin town which had many clouds. I fell into a pit of bats. I met two scary cats. I saw mice and never came down. <laughs> I have a little brother who is smarter than any other. He likes to browse about planets and read about planets. He is always going to be further. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Harshika. And Shobha, we give you for the last word. Thank you so much for being part of it. I know Nidhi also wants to share something. So Nidhi, go ahead from my side. Thank you, Shobha. And thank you to each one of our youngsters who have joined in today. You've truly made this day special for us. I'm, I'm just conscious of time. Um, thank you so much, Shobha, for making time. Sorry. Um, and uh, we will follow through uh, on email probably. I know so many kids are here who are asking 100 questions. We will, don't worry, we will go ahead and share them with Shobha. She can answer when she has the luxury of time. And we mm -hmm. will stay in touch. There are uh, uh, activities that we do around books. We don't want kids to just forget about it after reading. Um, there are reviews that uh, they do, but more importantly, activities, certain aspects, which we would love to pull together from all of our Pocosman kids and share with Shobha sometime. Right? <laughs> all Absolutely. Right. Well, it was a pleasure to meet all of you children. Please keep reading and writing. Uh, think of various things that you can write about. Remember, think of yourself if you get sucked into the pages of your favorite book. Uh, how would you write that story? Uh, you know, so to come up with simple prompts and 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 write stories to yourself. Uh, as as I forget whether it was or not, I think it was Krisha or somebody who asked about jumbled stories, or was it Dhruva who had jumbled ideas and wanted to bring them together? Uh, I think there's a story writer in all of you. There's a creative person and an artist in all of you, and I wish you all the very best. Thank you so much. Thanks, Shobha. Thank you, everyone. Bye -bye. Lovely speaking to you. Have Thanks, a good day, everyone. everyone. Take care. Enjoy your weekend. Bye. 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 Bye.